welcome to the Dental Deep Dive, where we dive into industry trends and best practices for optimizing your dental organization while providing the best possible experience and care for patients. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dental Deep Dive. I'm your host, David Danielson, and today I'm joined by Dmitry Rabinovich. Dmitry is a product manager for Henry Schein One who focuses on patient relationship management and patient demand generation. In his previous career, he was an operations manager and management consultant for several dental and medical practices in Washington State. With a background in healthcare and business management, Dmitry brings decades of experience to the segment. We're really excited to have Dimitri on the program today. We're very excited to really get into the nuts and bolts of patient relationship management or PRM. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Dimitri, welcome to the podcast. Hey, David. Nice to be here. I know it's been a while and usually we, we catch up in internal meetings, but today this is exciting because we'll have you on the podcast for the first time. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the world of PRM. Yeah, sure. I could, I could definitely do that. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Yeah, PRM, I think one of the things I, I probably should start with is what PRM even is, because I, I realize not everybody knows what those acronyms actually represent. So PRM is basically patient relationship management, and it's everything we do in the practice to connect to the patient. We are in healthcare, definitely we're in a relationship business. So keeping in touch with our patients is extremely important, whether they're in the practice, they're at home, regardless of what their status is. Maybe they've come into the practice recently. Maybe they haven't been in a couple of years. Patient relationship management is everything we do to make sure that that patient can come in. And if they are coming in routinely, that they come in on time. So that's, that's number one. We also touch a little bit in our patient relationship management on patient demand generation, which is kind of everything you do to attract your patient to your practice or new patients to your practice. So one of the things that I get asked a lot is, what are the trends happening right now that are most impacting you know, patient relationship management? Are there dental trends? I mean, for obvious reasons, people bring up COVID and, and, you know, we want to be more paperless and those types of things. What types of trends are you seeing right now? Definitely. No, that's right on. We are definitely in the industry dealing with the ripples from the pandemic still. We were in a situation where we had to shut down. We, I mean, dental practices had to shut down for a while. And now we're dealing with the backlog of patients, essentially patients who haven't been able to come in and get their cleanings, or some of them may, may have even uh, deferred treatment in some cases. So the offices are dealing with kind of a one-two punch with a lot of demand from patients on one hand. And on the other hand, everybody is aware that there's staffing issues in the industry and not, not just in our industry and across the board. So that results in a significant increase in demand for automated solutions. So everything that you can do basically to have fewer people be able to take care of more patients. And it's not fewer people because you chose to have fewer people. It's because sometimes it's hard to get staffing. So definitely that's a huge trend for us in the industry. More practices are looking for ways to reach out to patients in an automated way, maybe get them on the calendar in a little bit more hands-off manner, like letting them schedule themselves. Those are kind of the big things that we're experiencing right now. 
those are some of the similar things I'm hearing too. I know that you come from a background of relationship management. Now, whether it's patients or customers or whatever, are you seeing it different in healthcare and, and why is that important? Yeah, for sure. So I, before I started in my product role, I actually was an operations manager for dental practices and I've managed dental offices directly and I've worked in medical offices. I worked in healthcare for a long time. And I've certainly seen that the healthcare industry is built on built on trust, especially in dentistry, you know, with a lot of patients who, who maybe the dentist is not their favorite healthcare provider. We need to be able to create trust. And, and patient relationship management is one of those tools that is a way for you to reach out to your patients and continue building the trust when they're not in front of you. It's it's a little bit easier. You know, we hire people that are good with patients, they're good with communication, and they're able to build that trust in the office. But an effective patient relationship management system will also continue doing that for you when, when the patient is outside of your office. And that is by having consistent branding. That's by having kind of easy workflows for patients to connect with you. That's by having, you know, offering solutions to, you know, maybe forms, maybe they need to fill out forms and maybe they need to book themselves on your calendar, or maybe they're trying to reach you by two-way text. So in healthcare, that all it does is just it continues that connection and continues that conversation when the patient is no longer in your office. This brings up another set of questions for me, and maybe it's a a hard one to answer, but what really differentiates an effective PRM software versus kind of a manual managed communications with patients kind of a strategy? Yeah, for sure. I think an effective PRM solution will take the things off of your plate that that you are not best positioned to do. So take, for example, maybe a conversation that's that's not super easy to have with a patient. Maybe they have a, a bill that's overdue, Okay. Yeah, at some point, you're going to need to talk to that patient yourself if they continue not paying. But something like, the like, hey, FYI, your bill is overdue right now. That's something a patient relationship management system can do. And you don't, that takes it off of your to-do item because it's not a, maybe not a most pleasant conversation. Reminders is another one. You might have to call half of the patients on your calendar sometimes to remind them of their appointment. Well, do you have to do that? That's not a task that you have to necessarily have a person go through and do. An effective patient relationship management will do that for you. And it will do it in a way that, again, like we said, it's going to contribute to that trust and that relationship building that you want to have with your patients. Part of it is, like I said, just having a good branding experience. You know, you have your reminder that, that the patient received, that's got to look professional. It's got to represent your practice. So, you know, having things that are maybe fall short of that goal will reduce the effectiveness of those communications for sure. One of the questions I get asked pretty regularly are, you know, what are those common pain points for practices as it relates to uh, communication? Yeah, I feel like one pain point that keeps coming up and uh, for a while we didn't have a perfect solution for it. And I think finally we do have a solution that works really well is accessibility outside the practice. You know, a lot of practices still use software and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. The vast majority of dental software is installed on premises. So what will happen oftentimes is a provider will go home and something will happen. Either there's an opening on the schedule or 
you know, some event that's that's happening tomorrow that's preventing them from seeing patients the next day. And they're forced to either go back into the office and call the patients or try to connect remotely somehow. Not everybody has that capability. So we've actually created a mobile app that you can use to access your schedule remotely. And uh, you can contact patients who are scheduled, send them a one-off text message from the practices cell phone number and not not your own, right? And you can do it on your phone. You can do it whenever you want, right? So that's a pretty common pain point. Another pain point is just dealing with patients right now, especially dealing with patients who are calling to schedule and just not having enough resources to accommodate that. Not a lot we can do about helping them hire more hygienists and assistants, but at least we can offer them online booking. So patients can can book themselves online without having to call the office. That's something that we that we started offering as well. Obviously, like attracting the right new patients is always a challenge, but that kind of goes a little bit more into our patient demand generation, our websites, and about how we how we connect to new patients and how do we promote ourselves outside of the practice. Are you seeing like I know that there's a broad range of organizational strategy in this area, right? Like we know some that go really, really heavy. They send a lot of communications. Some are a little bit more light. Is there anything that you're seeing that just makes dental organizations more successful than others, particularly around their strategies around driving growth and improving patient care? You know, what are those key things that they're doing to improve their successfulness? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. We do have some practices. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule. We have a lot. We have some practices that are just, just rock stars. They just knock it out of the park. And we do try to learn from their experience to see what else people can do, can do better. And we've, we've noticed a few patterns. So a patient relationship management system, you can engage with it in a couple of different ways. You can set it and forget it. You can sort of set things up and have things go automatic, automatically, your reminders, your you know, no-shows, your, your whatever. And that's certainly a valid way of using the system. But the most successful practices, they're definitely more engaged. So we will see them do things that continuously optimize the relationship management system to the needs of their patients. So they will go in and they will tweak things. If there's something that no longer converts patients or if there's something that patients feel like they're no longer connecting with, uh, they'll mix things up. They'll they'll change their reminders based on the season. They'll go and they'll engage with their patients through two-way text, for example. So they will, they will be in there and they'll use that tool to the best of its ability. That's something that we see consistently in our top performing practices. They will learn the tool that they have, they will go and they'll figure out what it can do for them. And they will actually utilize the full functionality. And those are also the customers that will be the first to tell us if we're missing something that they need. And and we we love that because we want to continuously improve our software. That goes kind of to the optimization. They also relentlessly optimize. So if there's a a reminder plan or something, you know, we do have procedure-based reminders plans that enable you to tweak reminders for new patients differently than maybe your, your, your surgeries or your pediatric patients, et cetera. So if there's a reminder plan that maybe it's not performing, it's not yielding as many confirmations or resulting in some more no-shows than expected, they will go and they'll tweak it. They'll adjust the timing or the, the wording, right? So they will optimize as well. And the other thing they do, they're just open. They are 
open and available to explore opportunities to get new patients in the door. They will consider our new ways of doing things. They will experiment. And so, for example, you know, we have practice that is essentially opened every single available time in their on their appointment book to online booking. And I'm not suggesting that everybody does this, but it works for them. For that practice, they're like, hey, look, I want the patients to be able to book themselves on my calendar whenever I'm available. And they've configured things in a way that they, they can do that. So just being open and being available to your patients, that's another thing that we've seen from our top performing practices. Do you find that those top performing practices, do they do a lot of A-B testing or do you think it's more of like kind of progression over the year? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. The top performers, the absolute top of the top, they absolutely do A-B testing. But I feel like that requires a level of resourcing that not everybody has. And that requires a level of commitment that not everybody has, unfortunately, due to staffing issues that we discussed. But absolutely, you know, they say, you know, if you work in the business, you have to make sure that you leave some time to work on the business. And that's what we see from the very top tier of our performing practices is they will have people dedicated to work on the business to do things like A-B testing and progressive improvement and things like that. Yeah. It's really interesting because I would expect that you would need to do some level of A-B testing with a lot of different messages across And I would think that over time, you'd get more granular with the different age groups that you're messaging to or something like that. But I think high level, I mean, even just nailing that messaging, I think would really help practices get better responses. Absolutely. I mean, we try to provide some, you know, we're in this business of trying to accommodate a large number and large variety of providers. And we have to provide some defaults for people who are you know, who just want to set it and forget it, right? And, and we got to get that right. And we, we we help them set it up. But we certainly have the tools to help providers who are on the other side of that spectrum. They just want to keep tweaking things continuously. And yeah, we've, we've certainly seen people do that. And we've seen everything in between, honestly. You know, it's interesting because I like asking people from outside of my, you know, my normal domain. I mean, I work in technology like you do. And And sometimes we get this jaded lens a little bit where we know what it takes to be successful. It's really refreshing to hear, you know, from your previous life experience where you're saying, hey, this kind of knowledge really transfers and and can make people more successful. So one of the most common objections that I hear about when organizations are kind of evaluating a PRM solution or or they're, they're starting to look at it from a mass communication one of their big objections is, well, you're losing that personal touch. And although that may be true, you know, what would you what would you say to, to organizations that kind of feel like that? I would definitely challenge that because we've certainly seen mass adoption of, you know, automated, semi-automated tools, just any sort of online service that helps you as a patient and helps you as a practice. We've seen tremendous uptake in the, the adoption of those tools. So It's not really about replacing the person in the reception or the office manager or the treatment coordinator or the, you know, whatever, whatever roles you have in your practice, a hundred percent not replacing those folks. What we, what we are doing is we're enabling those folks to focus on the things that they do best. And that is relationship building. That is empathy. That is making patients feel comfortable building that relationship of trust, doing clinical work. Obviously we can do that for them, right? 
what we can do, what we can do is we can automate and take off their plate things that are tedious and things that maybe are unpleasant or, or just not necessary for a person to sit down and do all day, like reminder calls, you know. And the way I would talk about it is we have a spectrum of solutions, right? And you can, we talked about, you know, people who are engaged versus people who are disengaged. You can choose to engage with our software to the extent that you're comfortable and to the extent that that actually provides you additional capabilities. If you're mostly offline and most of your patients don't have emails, don't have cell phones, yeah, maybe this is maybe there's a limited amount of engagement that you need. Maybe most of your stuff is still offline, but I can guarantee you vast majority of your patients if they're not already doing things online with other businesses, they will eventually and they will in the next probably couple of years. So it's all about where you fit on that spectrum. And I would guess that if a person is really concerned about losing the personal touch with the patient, they're probably kind of on the, on the on the lower side of engagement on that spectrum. So I would say, don't be afraid. I would say, give it a try if it works for you to do the things that you really are not happy doing and maybe you're not best positioned to do. And you can focus on talking to the patient, making them feel comfortable, easing their fears, talking to them about their family. And eventually that's that's what we want you doing in the practice anyway. Good point. So one of the things that maybe we don't talk about enough is, and part of the reason why we created this podcast in the first place was really to disseminate best practices. Are there three best practices that you think organizations should start doing today to really better manage their relationships with their existing patients? You know, three is kind of an arbitrary number because I feel like there's, there's a variety of things <laughs> they can do, but, but yeah, like, I can, I can, I can give you three things. Um, if you want to do five, I don't care. I mean, just <laughs> as many as you want to throw out here. I mean, that that's the beauty of a audio format is, that's true. you know, people can listen. And so whatever comes to mind. Yeah. I think one thing that immediately comes to mind that is a huge differentiator and people may not think a lot about is consistency. When you are presenting your business to the general public, one way or another, you're going to be creating some sort of a brand perception, whether you have a really strong brand that is you know, recognizable or whatever, or maybe you don't have a brand, maybe your name is your brand, right? One way or another, you're creating an experience that the patient learns to associate with your name and your your brand, right? So that could be, you know, that could be a, you know, you're you're seeing a lot of patients and you're just getting patients very quickly and you're a little bit more faster and maybe maybe your brand reflects that or maybe you're more of a high-end cosmetic dentistry. Maybe you see two patients a day. One way or another, consistency is important. What I mean by consistency is everything about the patient experience should represent what you want that brand to be. So that means your website and your reminders and your, your office and your interactions with patients on the phone should all be consistent, should all reflect the experience you want the patient to have. You can't have a beautiful website, beautiful reminders, but when somebody picks up the phone, they don't get good service or they have to wait on, on hold for a long time. That doesn't that doesn't quite work, right? So just having that consistency and spending some time making sure that as you go through the patient experience, it's all coherent. And the patient is like, okay, I know what this office is about. And I'm going to refer the patients that I think would benefit the most from the services that this office offers and would appreciate that experience the most, whatever that experience is, right? So that's number one. 
I would say, and, and these are not in any particular order of priority. The second thing I can think of is just make it easy to do business with you. The patient shouldn't have to hunt around for your new patient forms. They shouldn't be difficult to find them, shouldn't be difficult to fill them out. They shouldn't wonder when their next appointment is. You know, you should you should make it easier for them to show up on time. You should make it easier for them to pay. You should make it easier for them to reach out to you after hours if, if that's a service that you offer. You should make it easy for them to tell you when something's wrong, right? This is actually goes, takes us back to the beginning of what makes an effective patient relationship management system. An effective patient relationship system makes it easy for you to do business with the practice. And you should use it. You know, if you have a patient relationship management system, you should make sure that it works for you and it makes it easy for patients to do business with you. Don't make them wonder, don't make them guess, don't make them wait. Just make it easy to, <laughs> to choose you, basically. And the other thing, again, kind of going back a little bit to best practices, optimization is one of their best practices. You should optimize and you should revisit things. You should revisit your processes and tools and you should... Even for established things that work well for you, you should see, okay, what else can it do for me? Or is this working optimally? Is it, is it doing the best considering you know, what I needed to do? And that goes to across our engagement spectrum too, because what we find sometimes is it's okay. You don't have to be like a top performing practice that does A-B testing and optimizing and has a marketing coordinator for each one of your locations. You don't have to be on that side of the spectrum. Even if you just need to send reminders, even if you just need to do some like some, some basic stuff, you should go in and you should learn about the system that you have. Because the chances are, I can almost guarantee you that anybody listening, if you have any sort of patient relationship system, patient management system, chances are you don't know all the features that it has. You should go in and you should explore it. And you should, you know, if you if you want to learn, you should call and get trained on additional things that it can do for you. Chances are it probably can do some stuff that you've been wanting to do and you just didn't know you already could. You might be already paying for some functionality that you're not using. And you absolutely should because it can absolutely help you grow your practice. It can help you create a better experience for your patients. It can help you optimize your workflows for your staff and, and make it easier for them to do, to do more with less. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to do more with less. So that, that's what I would say would be some of the best practices. Oh, those are perfect. You know, one thing that I found really interesting when I very first started learning about patient relationship management software is the way that you deliver training. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys do unlimited training for, for practices, right? Yes, that is correct. We're continuing, that's one of the things we're continuously improving on is, is how do we deliver trainings? And sometimes we'll we'll have to deliver training in a different format. Sometimes we'll have to do webinars for certain things, but we do offer trainings to our to our customers because it is extremely important. I feel like that's one of the most important things that we mentioned it about being able to take advantage of uh, the features of your system that you may not be aware even exist. That's all training, getting the best out of any tool you have, whether that's a PMS or patient relationship management or anything else, comes down to training, comes down to what do you know about it? And guess what? You know, especially in, in uh, software as a service product like patient relationship management, it changes all the time. So you're going to have new features all the time. So I think training is extremely important and you have to not just get trained, but continue getting trained as things change. No, I love that example. 
And I particularly love the one where, you know, you guys talked about one of the innovations on the platform recently was the ability to send a text message from the practice, not from the provider. And I know for myself, I'm, I'm not the first person to go hand out my cell phone to every single person I know, <laughs> especially Absolutely. from a business context, you know. And, and I think about how that really comes back to, you know, having a centralized concept of ongoing needs as as technology evolves, the practice needs to evolve. And, and there's things that we learn over time that the technology can do, but we may not have an ability to leverage that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are there any resources for customers that if they wanted to go and learn more about good PRM strategy, are there any resources we can direct them to? I know our um, Henry Shine One website has uh, has a section on patient relationship management that talks in depth about all the solutions that we offer in our portfolio and the various benefits of those solutions. That would probably be the best place to get started. To your point, I, I love this podcast format, and I think maybe we should do we should do something along those lines that's more educational for our, for our customers and prospects. And maybe we can we can uh, update to direct people to that. But for now, we maintain all of our basic training on what patient relationship management systems are and what they do and how you should use them. That should, is all accessible from our Henry Shine One website. All right. Well, this was really good, Dimitri. Really appreciate the time. I know I learned a lot. I think this was valuable for people to listen in. And really excited to continue to have ongoing conversations about improving marketing and practices. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. And anytime I have an opportunity to talk about what we're doing, it's a welcome opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for joining this episode of the Dental Deep Dive. I was so glad to have Dimitri on our show today. I really learned a lot about patient relationship management and the fact that we were able to really dig into some of those key best practices around iterative testing and and making sure that our teams are automating what they should automate. I really found that to be incredibly valuable. One other thing that really stood out to me from Dimitri's comments was this concept about consistency. And I can definitely see the value in organizations having a very consistent model for delivering value and creating value with patients and also having that consistent message in front of them helping them be successful, not only interacting with the practice, but also achieving better health outcomes because of that value that they're creating. Really love that concept. And, you know, I really want to emphasize some of the value of integrated platforms. We talked a lot about how patient relationship management can help practices drive patients back into the practice, help them do some of those things in an automated way, gather information, et cetera. But really, when you're building that on top of a robust practice management platform, you really end up with the best of both worlds. You end up with a really scalable and efficiently run organization combined with really efficient flow of patients back into the practice. Those are going to be some of those areas where organizations can really start to scale out their advantages as they look at platforms, not just independently, but together to create really a powerful end-to-end solution. Thank you again for joining us on the Dental Deep Dive. Hope to catch you again on the next episode. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Dentrix Enterprise, for sponsoring this episode of the Dental Deep Dive. Dentrix Enterprise is a powerful platform designed to help organizations grow and scale their dental practices. 
If you'd like to learn more about how Dentrix Enterprise can optimize your practice and seamlessly integrate with patient relationship management software, please visit them at dentrixenterprise.com forward slash dental deep dive.